0: And we're back. Welcome back in to the Southeast Two Podcast. It is Monday, August the 28th, 2017. Took a couple weeks off there to kind of readjust some things over at southeasthoops.com, which we're going to talk about here shortly, and kind of let the uh, the preview I did with Sam Snelling kind of settle in. And a lot of you have listened to that, uh, definitely among the most downloaded episode yet here on the Southeast Hoops Podcast. Our hour-long uh, early SEC preview was a lot of fun to do. And like I said, if you listened to that and enjoyed it, we will definitely be having Sam back on again as we go throughout the offseason and into the start of the season. Uh, a couple of topics on my mind for today, and let's just go ahead and start off with something that I put on southeasthoops.com this morning, and that was uh, a, a job advertisement of sorts, I guess you could say, in that we're going to start adding some new contributors over on the website. So, if you're someone who wants to write about SCC basketball, if you know someone who wants to write about SCC basketball, Be sure to head over to southeasthoops.com. You can click on that. It's just an SEC basketball writers wanted uh, the headline there. It's towards the top if you're listening to this as it comes out here today. Uh, And and just to kind of go a little bit more detail as to what I'm looking for. You know, again, this is not a paid position. I know the stigma that is attached with that. Everyone wants to get paid. I completely understand it. However, uh, I think this is a really good opportunity for for young journalists, for young writers who really want to kind of continue to grow in the world of sports writing. And because, look, I mean, we have people all around the SEC that now read the website, listen to the podcast, and that includes players, coaches, league officials, all sorts of people. Uh, There's been so much positive response to southeasthoops.com that I want to continue to expand that even further and give other people an opportunity to kind of have their voice heard uh, in the world of SEC basketball. So I think this is an exciting way to do it. Like I mentioned in the story, you know, obviously journalism students, if you're a journalism student listening to this, this is a great opportunity because, you know, there are no strict requirements with this. Again, with an unpaid position, I'm not going to go out there and tell you, you have to write something every single day, not how it works. All I'm looking for, honestly, at a minimum is one story per week. That's it. That is the minimum. If you want to write more than that, you absolutely can. And certainly once we get into the actual season, there'll be a lot more things to write about. But Uh, It's definitely going to be a lot of fun this year. We have some exciting things in the works, like I said, not only just with the website, but with the podcast as well. Uh, Already have a few people ready to get started, so this is going to be a lot of fun. So if you're someone who is interested in that, be sure to head over to the website, check that out. You can learn all the information in there. I pretty much outlined it to the best of my ability, kind of telling you what you will expect, uh, not only from a written form, you'll have a chance to be on the Southeast Super Podcast as we go throughout the season, and you can cover all sorts of stuff whether it's one specific team, the entire SEC, or maybe just do a weekly column uh, with a unique spin. So it will be a lot of fun, so if you want to check that out, you can do so there. Now, on to the main event, I guess you could say, of today's episode of the podcast, and that is a new non-conference schedule that is officially out, and that is the Auburn Tigers. Uh, I know there were some very uh, anxious fans from the Auburn side that have asked me several times now on Twitter, when is Auburn going to put their schedule out? When's it going to come out? Uh, now, obviously, with the SEC conference slate has been released, and we'll talk about that in more detail as we go throughout the week here on the podcast. But now that that's out, we knew the full schedule would be coming at some point, so let's go ahead and just kind of do what we've done with other non-conference schedules around the league, and that's just kind of go into them a little bit more in depth, and I'll do what I did. Uh, obviously, if you haven't read the Alabama non-conference uh, written piece, You'll see how I did that. I'm going to have those coming for every single SEC team. So, this will just kind of be touching the surface here on the Auburn Tigers non conference schedule. I have a full written form on that with key stats, all sorts of things you need to look out for. That'll be coming soon. So, be sure to check that out uh, on the website. So, to start off with here, Auburn will open up the season against Norfolk State uh, on November the 10th, as everyone will open up then. And then, after that, they'll jump immediately into the Charleston Classic, which features. A game to start with on the 16th of November against Indiana State, a team that's kind of struggled there in the past several seasons in the Missouri Valley. But after that, you're talking about potential matchups um, against people, you know, such as, you know, a team like Temple, Old Dominion uh, could get one of those in that next game on November 17th. And then on the Sunday, uh, you know, they'll, they'll play somebody like Clemson, Dayton, Hofstra, Ohio, One of those teams, uh, a lot of opportunity in there, I think. I mean, if you ask me right now who's the best team in that field, uh, I think Auburn's the best team in that field to me uh, because I just think there's not another team that has the kind of depth and talent in there. I don't think any of those other teams will be able to match that. Um, So that's kind of – you know, that really going to tell us a lot, I think, about Auburn. And, And, you know, it's the thing is, with that, it's an early season deal. So will Auburn be playing at its full potential yet? Probably not, but I still think that when you think about all the depth, which we've talked about plenty this year, this offseason, uh, Auburn has plenty of depth, and they have a lot of places they can go to uh, within the rotation, and I think just getting those guys in there, some of the newer guys as well, uh, is going to be important. So I really, I'm looking forward to that because I do think it's one of those deals where Auburn, to, to me, is the best team in that field, and it's just a matter of seeing how everything unfolds there. So after that, It's a November 24th game against Winthrop. Uh, Pat Kelsey back there. I mean, he's done great work there. We know. We remember kind of this offseason how we thought he was going to wind up at UMass. Decides to come back. Um, And so that that will be an interesting game. And then there's another, you know, potential matchup, I guess. This is the official one that will certainly happen. And that's a game at Dayton on November 27th. You know, like we said, could play each other in that Charleston Classic, depending on how everything goes. Uh, but you know Dayton's a team that certainly a new coach there and Anthony Grant someone that that Auburn fans will be familiar with after he was at Alabama um, and so I think they're obviously they're going to have to kind of take a little bit of a step back this year and I think it's going to be kind of one of those wait and see things on seeing how quickly the Flyers move forward there uh, have some intriguing talent it's just a matter of seeing how everything kind of fo- comes to the fold there for some of those guys so it will be interesting to see that but that's a you know, that's a true road test. And to me, that will tell us a lot about Auburn. I mean, in that sense, because you still have young players that are gonna be kind of relied upon to be the, the major impact players for this Auburn team. And so a true road game like that always tells us a lot, I think. Uh, because if you're gonna be a top level SEC team, like I've said many times, I mean, I still think Auburn is a top five team in the SEC to me right now. Uh, and you know, talent wise, there are a few teams that can kind of match the depth that Auburn has, but if you're going to be a top level team, you have to be able to win on the road. And so getting a true road test like that at Dayton, a place that's always difficult to play, no matter kind of what the roster looks like, uh, that's going to be important. So after that, Auburn will come back for three straight games at home, which will be against George Mason, Gardner-Webb, and UAB. And there's no doubt the one that kind of catches your eye the most with that is UAB. Rob son has a very loaded team there this season. And we just recently talked about talked to him on the Marching to Madness podcast. Uh, if you want to go listen to that, you can check that out. Uh, just go over to, and subscribe to it on iTunes for Marching to Madness. If you're not already, I know a lot of you already do. But, um, you know, we talked to him, and there's a lot of excitement in the air around that program because not only do they have guys uh, like William Lee there, Chris Coakley, they're also getting Nick Norton back, and that's huge in terms of having a guy who played so well before he tore his ACL last year. Um, So those three right there are going to be as good as anybody in Conference USA, and I think UAB right now, if I had to pick, is probably – you know the favorite, but there's another team that wants to be right where it's been as the favorite in Conference USA, and that's the team that Auburn will play after that, which is Middle Tennessee State. Kermit Davis lost some pieces when we think about Reggie Upshaw gone, Jacory Williams gone, but Giddy Potts is back, and I know everyone in the state of Alabama knows about Giddy Potts, a kind of his rise, what he's been able to do there, and you know there are other guys as well that are going to factor in, and Kermit Davis, he just continues to be absolutely rock solid in what he's done for the Blue Raiders there. So no matter what's going on, you do not ever want to overlook Middle Tennessee State because they have a lot of talent there. And again, with Giddy Potts leading the way, that's going to be a difficult game in Birmingham. So it doesn't get much easier after that either when you think about what's next on the schedule, and that is Auburn playing at Murray State on December the 19th. And Murray State, another one of those teams led by a guy in Jonathan Stark, who can absolutely fill it up. I mean, here's a guy, you know, averaging 25 a game last year. He had 41 and 37 in back-to-back games in the OVC tournament. Uh, he is going to be worth the price of admission alone just watching this guy play. Uh, it's just a matter of seeing what else Matt McMahon gets around him. Uh, but Murray State will be one of the favorites in the OVC coming into the year, I think. Uh, and they'll be right up there. So that's, a, that's another game that's kind of an interesting road game for Auburn. You think about that. That's a very hostile atmosphere. I mean, Murray State fans are on, you know, are among some of the really just most, uh, I guess, passionate basketball fans you will find there. Uh, and so that is going to be a rowdy atmosphere. I'm actually planning on being at that one. Uh, you guys know where I'm located. I'm actually planning on making the drive up to see that game because I think it's going to be fantastic just to kind of see how Auburn responds, again, in a true road atmosphere. And and this time, what I think is really good because it prepares you for SEC play. No, Murray State's not an SEC team, but playing in that kind of environment and then getting ready for for all the road games you're going to play in the SEC, again, that's important to me is to see kind of how a team reacts, a a team that still has a lot of young players like we've talked about. Uh, So then Auburn comes back after that, gets another game uh, like they had last year, won an impressive game against UConn last year. Now they'll get them at home, and this is a UConn team that's going to be much better than they were a year ago. Uh, when we kind of think of what happened there last year. But Kevin Ollie uh, has a team there that's going to be, again, very improved. Uh, This will not be an easy contest at all. I mean, you know, no one really expected UConn to go 16-17 and last year. Uh, But this team's going to be much improved. That's going to be a difficult game. And then after that, it's a game against Cornell to wrap up the non-conference schedule. Overall, I mean, I think you look at this schedule for Auburn, and, you know, a lot of people like to compare non-conference schedules and kind of say, well, you know, this team doesn't play as difficult as the other team, but here's why it's not always good to compare because you got to remember that teams are in different places. Think about a team like Auburn that is quite simply just trying to figure out how to win. Um, you know, because this is not a program that has been a, a consistent winner and we all know that. We've talked about that time and time again. I mean, this is a program that's still trying to learn how to win. So that is kind of one of those deals where you don't really want to completely play the most difficult schedule possible because you still have guys that are trying to learn how to win. You still have a program that's trying to learn how to put together consistent Victories And, you know, Auburn got on a little bit of a roll last year in their non-conference schedule. We remember that. I mean, winning those two games against, you know, Oklahoma-UConn, which, you know, Oklahoma-UConn didn't have Oklahoma-UConn kind of years last year. But still, they they were impressive in being able to win some of those games. But, you know, they also lost games as well. You feel like they shouldn't have lost. Think about that game to Boston College last year. Didn't feel like Auburn should have lost that game. It's about kind of compounding on your success And if if Auburn can kind of build that with this non-conference schedule, which I think they can, uh, like we said, I mean, you know, some of these people you're going to look at and say, well, you know, that should be a for sure victory, but it's going to challenge this team because if they want to be an NCAA tournament team this year, uh, you're going to have to be able to win some of these games against, you know, power, I guess, you know, favorites, I guess you could say, in some of these other conferences. Like we said, teams like UAB, Middle Tennessee State, Murray State, Yukon, uh, like we said, much improved. You've got to win games against teams like that to kind of build momentum heading into SEC play. And if Auburn is able to do that, then you're going to feel a lot better about their chances when they they kick off SEC play on January 2nd at Tennessee. So that's a look. Just again, just kind of touching the surface on Auburn's non-conference schedule. I'll dive into it more in written form over on the website at SoutheastHoops.com coming soon. So be sure to stay tuned for that. And like I said earlier. Listen, if you know anyone that wants to ride, then, hey, tell them to come on over to southeasttoops.com. We've got a lot of fun stuff going on over there, and it's going to be, again, such an exciting season and so many exciting things that are in the works right now that you definitely want to be a part of it if you enjoy riding about SEC basketball. So thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe. Go over to iTunes. Search for Southeast Toops. That way you can get every episode delivered to you as soon as they go up. More coaching interviews coming as well. We've got a couple coaches in the works here in the SEC that will be on the way soon here on the podcast, so be sure to stay tuned to that as well. Thanks as always for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time.